Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We know they don't swear in these books, but if ever there was a time to add it in, this is it. This has been your Obscenity Warning. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading Chapter 10 of Shattered Glass. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or a drink of choice. And let's cry a lot. and Trist inform everyone else at Feruzzi's lodgings that Yali has died. Trist discovers that Poppy has slapped Glocky for crying over her dead auntie and left her alone on the stairs outside. Reminded of her own childhood, Trist comforts the child. Then she sends her breezes into the city again to find a sa- the sound of the killer. She also sends word to Nico that she's staying in Kapik until the ghost is caught. Kath tells her this isn't necessary, but Triss will not have Glocky left among people who don't care about her. The next day, Triss leaves Glocky with Kath at the glass shop as she runs errands. She visits Jimshita's, where she learns that Dema and Nico failed to convince the city's keepers to shut down Kapik or make it easier to investigate the crimes. Wow, shocking. Triss tells him again that she wants to learn to scry the winds, so at last, Nico gives her advice and a book on the subject. When she returns to the glass shop, Keth tries to make another lightning globe. After several failures, Triss pulls heat from her braids to keep the glass hot while Keth blows it. He succeeds, and Glocky makes the lightning globe fly across the room. Keth wants to try to clear the lightnings out of the globe, but Triss convinces him to take a break first. Part 
part one of our three step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we like and didn't like about the chapter. Tell me all about your feels, y'all. Oh, my heart breaks for this child. Oh my goodness. God, right? Yeah. And like uh, a little bit too for Tris because she's trying to relate to this kid and like the biggest thing she can relate to is yeah, you're gonna lose people and it's gonna suck. It's not gonna get any easier. And you're lonely and nobody loves you. <laughs> yeah. Sucks to be you, kid. Uh, and the kid got slapped for having feelings. It was like, ugh. Tris kind of, Tris basically wanted to do the same thing to Xantha. So I think it's interesting that Tris is like, oh, I will slap an adult for being upset over a dead friend. But if you slap a child, that is a step too far. Yes, a friend died, but I feel like a mommy dying over a friend dying is a little bit more. And she so, had so two moms die. Okay, okay. So if your friend dies, it's okay for somebody to slap you for being upset. But if your mom dies, it's not. Okay. I got right. But like, yeah. okay, so here's the thing. I like I understand the woman was in hysterics. You you have to do something to get them out of it. I'm not saying slapping them is the right answer. However, the child does not know how to regulate emotion. And this exactly. is a very, very strong emotion. You slap a child, I'm slapping you. I just feel like uh, if somebody you are close to has just been brutally murdered, you have a right to be upset about it. And, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you shouldn't be slapping anybody for for having emotions about that. So Tris Hard annoyed me in this chapter, but she annoys me on the regular. So what else is new? <laughs> so I just annoy wanna... you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, only when you are incredibly rash and start throwing lightning at people instead of like taking a step back and going, you know what? Maybe this person is actually telling the truth. There are adults who don't realize they have magic. I grew up with one. Hmm. What a shock. Literally. <laughs> Lots of growing pains in this book. I liked that Rose Thorn has no patience for hysterics. Uh, smelling salts. I think most of us that have read fiction have probably run into that. It's the thing that you crack that's got like shit that smells really bad that'll kind of knock you out of whatever stupor you may be in. Um, I don't want to say what's right and what's wrong to do when someone's like in, you know, emotional distress. But if someone is hysterical enough to be like, you know, where does where, where do you cross the line of being too hysterical to where you're a detriment to people around you? I can't call that. Um, I don't think Chris, uh, Tris can call that, but it worked. Uh, I think, I think for me, part of it is that like, there's, it's just, oh, she was in hysterics and it's not very specific. You just seem like, to me, it kind of comes off as like, I'm frustrated because this woman is like crying too loud and crying too hard. Right. Which is yeah. exactly what Poppy did with Glocky. So. It, it is an interesting parallel there. Um, like I said, I don't know the right answer, but I will say yeah. it worked. She didn't slap her, and she just used, you know, a concoction to help her, like, kind of ease her way out of that. Whether that was appropriate or not, couldn't tell you, but uh, 
it worked. <sighs> yeah, so Rosorn made a smelling salt specifically to make people ch chill out a little bit, which is, it sounds like a Rosorn thing to do. I liked the, uh, the idea of one man's trash is another man's treasure. Triss collects Chimes vomit, poop, and flames, and is selling them as trinkets to be able to fund her and Keth's entire endeavor in making uh, crystal uh, lightning balls. I really like the quote of uh, these women deserve better than to have a monster pick them off one by one. While those who should protect them say it's all right if they die, as long as they don't spread the pollution of their deaths around. Um, uh. God damn, I hate that so much. Like, it's such a succinct way of putting almost everything in this book about, like, the whole caste system and Theros and how god-awful it is um, into, like, one sentence. It's, it's really fucking good, and I thought that was a really good writing there. Uh, Glocky is a mage with three exclamation points behind it, so you know I was excited yeah. when I saw that. Right. Um, I thought I misread that. I thought I, I did it. too, and I was like, wait. So what do you that mean it floated? Glocky is going to be traveling with Triss now, so Triss, uh, Glocky is eventually going to get to meet uh, Evie. That'll mm. be fun. I'm going to take a moment to point out, this is very subtle, but oh. chapter 8, Triss makes the whirlwind to spell Yali's name, and Glocky squishes it flat. Mm. And I yeah. think that there's a line about like tr where Triss goes like, "Huh," but I don't remember. That confused me because Triss uh, is like, "I suspected it whenever I made the whirlwind." I'm like, "How?" And that makes more sense now. Like, ah, yeah, she did squish yeah, it flat and it disappeared. Fun. I thought she turned it off when the kid touched it so she wouldn't be hurt, but I didn't I catch did the part after that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really subtle. Yeah. It is really subtle. Wow, we but yeah, Glocky is a mage. I like Triss's confidence in helping Keth form the uh the last ball at the end of the chapter using her heat magic. By confidence, um, do you mean facade of confidence? Yes. Yes. Yeah, the facade <laughs> of confidence where she's like, okay, so Keth just tried to make a ball and it kind of splattered everywhere with hot shards of you know, fucking glass. Like, mm, let me get right in front of it and put my hands between it and maybe that'll... You know, she was so confident in, in that and that in turn made Keth confident in being able to do it. Yeah, good teaching. Which, yeah, as a leader, you know, as a teacher... You got to have that confidence because it just means the people behind you will be confident as well. So, uh, good, good teaching moments there. I and, just love the bit where afterwards she's like, "Oh God, I'm so glad that worked." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hashtag teacher moments. And you can't do it in front of them because then they'll know you were bullshitting. Yeah. And then the <laughs> next time they'll be like, "Are you serious? Or are you bullshitting me?" When. Triss is talking with Glocky and she tells her that animals are always friendly if you don't hurt them and you can tell yourself stories just like your mother and your aunts tell you stories. You can tell yourself stories about the family you will have one day. I have a wonderful family now and you know Glocky that your mother and your aunt still love you wherever they are. <laughs> she says that she's not good with kids 
But oh my god, that little passage right there is just oh my god. Well, you know who else claimed maybe maybe not she didn't claim not to be good with kids, but she claimed not to like them. Rose Thorne, and she's mm-hmm. very great with kids. Uh, but she channeled her inner Sandry and she sat the kid down. Uh, oh my God. Uh, this part made me cry so much. One more thing Tris and Rose Thorne have in common. Yeah. No, no kids. Hello, child, I love you. Um, and then the next one I have is where Kath tells Tris that Glocky's not her problem. And uh, Tris tells him, I know how she feels. I've been in her shoes or a pair that looked a lot like them. If Little Bear and Chime give her some comfort, I'm not taking it away. That's nice when somebody else cares about your kids like you would. Um, I'm just going to move on. <laughs> I'm making myself sad. Quote, sheer survival over centuries isn't a guarantee of virtue as she climbed the, oh, it's just a guarantee that nothing will change for the better. Amen. I wrote that one too. <laughs> when Tris is talking to Nico about uh, scrying on the wind and uh, she tells him, you survived being pelted with images. It hasn't driven you mad, though you can be quite odd when you put your mind to it. <laughs> wow. Rude, but also true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When Nico gives her the book and she gets all misty eyed, and I don't know, it kind of, this interaction kind of reminded me of my, me and my dad when I was younger. We're not very affectionate with each other. And I don't know, I feel like we would do things like this where, it was us telling each other that we loved each other without telling each other we loved each other. It was really cute. When um, Kath tells Tris, um, nobody asked you to come live with us. We managed before you. And she tells him, you'll manage better with me. You tell him. She's not wrong. She isn't wrong. Um, When Kath keeps messing up on making the globes under his breath, Kath, told Tris what he thought of her comments as she catches a small puff of air from his mouth, twists it in her hands until they both heard clay brain flat mouth impernient. Was that nice? Tris asked, releasing the puff of air. I was only trying to help. (laughs) Fucking roasted, though. She's such a dig. I love so much oh my goodness she does not let him get away with anything she does it and then he's still throwing a fit and it wakes glocky up and she's like ow why is he banging his head on the wall (laughs) this is like men are like that little one cats feel sorry for yourself later start again come on (laughs) stop banging your head on the wall we got shit to do I can't really blame him for being upset, but she also has a point. Also, I would like to point out that I stated before we started this book that this is the book that would prove that Brittany is Triss. I think so, yeah. Kath looking green, as he always did when Triss fidgets with her braids. But can you blame the man? No, not really. Not really. What was the line in the previous chapter? Something like, in Triss's company, nowhere was nowhere was safe. 
And then my last one is when Tris tells Glocky, why don't you tell Uncle Kath what your doll did this morning? Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's cute, but at the same time, it's like, why would you have her do this? She'll go on hours and hours of explaining. That's the point. I know. Yes. Not because, because oh he God. needs to rest, and the only he way that she's going to get him to rest is if Galaki starts talking to him. Yeah. yeah. We talked about Poppy and her just leaving Galaki there to cry alone. And, like, I, oh, don't let a kid cry alone, man. Especially not something like this devastating. Like this is marked as a dislike, by the way. I need to, but like, don't let a kid cry alone when their world is ending. Holy shit! Don't let anyone cry alone when their world is ending. That's the worst. Also marked as a dislike is we must talk. You have to learn some hard new lessons. I wish you had someone nice to teach you, teach them to you, but you're stuck with just me. Mm. that's pain that is pain ow the whole passage of like Tris talking to Glocky about like you know I lost my mother and like animals and all this that and the other but the thing I want to point out is the Glocky saying did you cry mm. and then Tris's response was I cried like you did when no where nobody would hear and yell at me or slap me and it's like if feelings did we mention the the stopping storms like Keth being like stop the fucking storm Trish just being like you can't do that it won't stop him from killing he'll just find someone else yeah and that whole bit we've discussed that a little bit and then Pierce just spells it out in this scene yeah yeah Brittany touched on the quote, but yeah, no, sheer survival over centuries isn't a guarantee to virtue. We 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 see that even here in the U.S. Uh, Nico talking to Tris and saying, "You do realize that only one mage in thousands can do this. Only one in a generation." And then Tris's response is just, "I have to try." One of the reasons I really like this series is they're not. The kids are not chosen ones. They're not right. sent off to, you know, do battle with some big bad evil guy. Like, that's not how this goes. There's no prophecies. Yeah, it, they're just people. And, like, there's something in that. I didn't mark it as a magic for a reason, but the fact that she says, I have to try. Because who else is? Remember, it takes time to master it. It looks pretty in an over-enthusiastic way. <laughs> the pretty in enthusiastic way was about the splatter of yeah. his globe, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I was going to ask what uh, it was describing. You know, a few more of these with what the <laughs> drops you put uh, on the wall the other day, you could make a design. It looks pretty in an over enthusiastic way. Oh, and that's when he starts muttering under his breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. 
That is a fair response. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> In one of the earlier chapters, either Kess or Yali mentioned that Poppy and Santa uh, are not very good at taking care of Clocky. That was Yali. And now we see that. Um, yeah, I wrote Kess, but that didn't sound right. No, it was Yali. Wait, um, they were waiting for Kess. And then this quote, because we all need to be fucked up just a little bit more. Why is it, do you suppose, the gods are said to be favoring you when they dump awful things into your lap? Is it because the other explanation, that sorrow comes from accidents and there are no gods doing it to help you be a strong person, is just too horrible to think of? Let's stick with the gods. Let's stick with someone being in charge. I didn't want to talk about that one, but yeah. yeah. That's heavy. <laughs> I mean, especially with the the age range that these books are geared towards. Sets up for a critical thinking of... This is my interpretation, not obviously affiliated with Pierce. But like the way I take it is you can't just say oh god is good even when all the shit's going wrong um right. like you have to realize that if you do have faith in a god that they aren't as benevolent as they seem or they're not as directly influencing your life as some people would have you believe and like mm -hmm. it's a a critical thinking of yeah and like your your walk with faith whether it be with a deity of any kind or not i i read a lot of this kind of stuff in that era of me and my walk with christianity this is the kind of stuff that like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, walk, I walk the path I walk because of a comic a nightcrawler comic um which sounds really weird but he had a crisis of faith stuff like this in media where it's maybe God is not as benevolent as you think or maybe he's not directly got his hand in your life yeah that's one of the things that i really like about the series over her tortal series because in her tortal books gods routinely do have their hands directly in people's lives i love just the sheer simplicity normalcy and mundanity of this series and it's what i have always loved about it even though it took me like 30 years to figure that out I have found very little fiction like it. So moving on to maybe things that are slightly a bit less fucking up our our lives and our emotions. If they change if they change the way we have done things for thousands of years just to meet a temporary emergency. I think it's interesting because they're I think this is Dema talking about like the council refuses. They're like, no, we can't we can't just change things to meet a temporary emergency. We literally talked about this in Briar's book. Sometimes you do have to change the way you do things 
to meet a temporary emergency. And we talked about the things that they were doing in the story to handle the pandemic. And we talked about the things that we were doing in our world to handle the COVID pandemic. It's just such a ass backwards place. Like how the, I don't know how they made it this long on the same shit. Like, well, like, I mean, look at some I, of the other cultures we have in our world, things that we find like as Americans that we find backwards and archaic, and I'm not going to get into it because like, there's a lot there, mm-hmm. but those other cultures think that what we do is barbaric and archaic yeah so like it's all kind of a matter of perspective i know that we as readers have a bigger understanding of what's going on and we also know from like our real world experiences but within our culture how things go so like yes it is very ass backwards and they need to like get with the picture but like also i understand how they're like no this is the way it needs to be done i mean everybody else is fucking stupid look <laughs> at just like the way we do voting there is so much voter disenfranchisement in our country. People in countries where voting is mandatory look at our country and they're like, I don't understand how you function. I just like, I don't see how they haven't had a spree of fucking uh, murderers like throughout this entire 300 year history of them yeah. not. Well, not, okay, you know. but that's the thing. They probably did, but they had nobody that actually gave a shit. Like, I mean, let's be honest, like, people are people, and some of them will just go fucking spree kill. Real world, real talk o'clock. In the U.S., sex workers are less likely to be, like, their, their cases are more likely to go cold, and they'll never find the killer. It's not until someone fucks up and murders a pretty white girl. That all those other sex workers, all those people of color, fit that MO. And it's only because it's a pretty little white girl. We have that. We have proof of that. Like, there was fuckhead in Michigan who had, like, a hundred and something bodies to his name. But they were all sex workers. And he fucked up. And he killed one pretty white girl who wasn't a sex worker. You have to have somebody who gives a shit. We see the frustration from Dama because he does give a shit. And whereas nobody before has either cared or wanted to go against the status quo. Tris began to say something rude, but decided to hold her tongue. She's learning. I'm proud of her. I also wrote, also, I need to do this. And then my favorite quote from this chapter, we have places to go yet libraries to search it's sweet i had to end on something cutesy ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Part 2 of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. What theme or message did you find? There's a lot of frustration. Literally, Keth with his work, we we see his frustration, but we also see Triss's frustration with Keth because he's not listening that he needs to take a break. And I mean, we also see her frustration in the beginning with having to deal with someone who is crying and then a child who is crying. There's just a lot there. There's a lot there. I aptly wrote despair. They do kind this of go chapter's in. really sad. Yeah. I went kind of the opposite direction. I said care because uh, Triss is there to care for Glocky. She is going out of her way to leave the comforts of where she's staying to come stay with Glocky because she wants to help care for the child. She goes outside and helps take care of her whenever Poppy just leaves her outside to cry by herself. It's not her responsibility to do any of these things, but she does it anyway. And then she also takes care of Keth in the sense what Goodwin was talking about earlier with the facade of confidence. She's helping take care of him to try to help him grow his magic to what it needs to be. So Tris is doing a lot of caring in this chapter. And Nico, he's, he cares about Triss by um, giving her the book and making the, he told him, told her he loved her basically because he cares about her and it's sweet. I think Keth is also uh, caring for Triss in a way because he makes the glass bubbles. Yeah. Um, Keth also shows care for the people that he lives with too by going and telling them himself instead of letting like them I go and tell them about uh, Yali. The theme yeah. that I found is loss because clearly, holy shit, uh, Yali's death has shattered a community. Uh, they all take the news differently and none of them well. 
Glocky has now lost her, not only her mother, but also her aunt. Uh, I don't know how much more tragic loss can get. Uh, Triss, you know, also talks about how she lost her blood family and, you know, she kind of had to wait and find a new one. You know, she did stay there with them for a few years and now she's out exploring. You know, she still has them, but she's not there with them. So I'm sure that is also uh, a little painful. And we run into uh, Keth dealing with the, I won't say loss, but definitely... um, his abilities in glass blowing have been slowed down significantly, and he's still trying to regain that, and he's still frustrated about it. Part three of our three separating process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? The personal magic that I found was uh, to be kind. Don't slap someone because their friend just died and they're being hysterical. Don't slap children because they're crying a lot. (laughs) That's really fucking bad. I'm pretty sure that's self-explanatory, but I felt like I had to say it out loud. Don't take out your frustrations on others when you're feeling, you know, sad or down. Trista, uh, Kath doesn't quite get to it, but he when he fails in making the second sphere, he just kind of loses it and like throws the blowing stick, I forgot the technical name, uh, across the uh, shop. And... Blowpipe. Blowpipe, thank you. That sounds You're much close. nicer than blowing stick. You know, just, just try to be kind. That's really all you can do. Like... I wrote be flexible, same kind of thing. Um, you have to be willing to change and come up with new ideas approach people differently and so forth given a situation you can't always be in control of the situation you shouldn't get frustrated over that which is something that i really struggle with you also shouldn't like try to control a situation necessarily when there even if there are people around you who are having or especially when there are people around you who are having a rough time like you can't always fix it but if you are flexible, then maybe you can find a way to help them. Now I just feel like I'm rambling and not being clear, so I'm going to shut up. My magic is don't evade the truth. Sometimes we feel like it's easier to evade truth to spare people's feelings. And I want to remember to, to not do that. For example, our fish that we had before died. And um, we contemplated just replacing said fish and telling Malia, oh, the fish is fine. But we decided it would be better to just be honest with Malia and tell her, hey, the fish died. This is what happens. Um, fish get old. And so we, we ended up telling her that the fish died. Um, she was upset about it. She still every now and then asks about said fish. Same with our cat before this one too. Jazz. She asks about him every now and then too. Like, I miss Jazz. Like, I know, baby. She's like, when is he coming back? He's not coming back. Why not? He died. That makes me sad. I know it makes me sad too. But there's nothing we can do about that. He would be sad for us to be sad. So we just have to remember all the happy times with him. We can't bring him back no matter how sad it makes us. So I just want to continue being honest with my child, even if it may hurt her 
it, it'll be better to be honest with her than to lie to her later on. So I heard someone put it in an elegant way. We we've had rats. We've had so many rats. Each each one of them was hard. Like losing each one of them was hard. But someone who owns rats had that question asked, like, how do you handle them having only a short lifespan? Like this is what keeps me from getting them is because they only live for like two or three years. And this person said, it makes me sad. It does. But just because they're not with us forever, we were with them forever. That statement changed a lot about how I, because I miss Vi. Like, I miss the other girls, but I miss Vi. Yeah, no, just the the phrase of, you were there forever. It's hard. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm make, make you cry. Baby. Well, Jazz was my baby before my babies, and now yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. But you, you were his forever even if he wasn't with you. Okay, so I have two, and neither of y'all stole them. One of them is something I harp on a lot and kind of ties in with the honesty that Brittany was talking about. You don't have to talk down to kids. They're people. They Their brains might not be fully formed, but let's be honest, young 20s brains aren't fully formed <laughs> either. So no. like, no. you're not a person until you're like 25. That's when your brain is like fully formed. If you are a since, young 20. Since you're talking about this, can I read the quote? Because I wrote it down, but I didn't bring it up earlier. Yes. She wasn't sure if the child understood, but she thought it did no harm to talk to her as if she did. Don't don't talk down to kids, man. Like they're smarter than people give them credit for. I used to teach seven-year-olds and most seven-year-olds don't like being talked to as if they are seven-year-olds. They need the experience to learn and to grow and coddling them or talking down to them or whatever is not going to help. It's just going to make it harder for them later on. The other one is similar. I've been in her shoes or a pair that looked a lot like them. I know I, I relate a lot because of the family background like I I don't have a good relationship with any of my family save for my grandmother it's world ending and like yes I walked away but it still hurts that these people don't care I've said it a lot the last week why cry over someone who won't cry over you you have to be able to help someone through what they're going through, especially if you've been through something like it. I know that me leaving my family is different than like losing a family member, but it's still a a loss and something to mourn. And I'm much happier where I'm at now. Like like I, I have friends and I have family that love me when they don't have to. <laughs> None of y'all have to love me. Mom doesn't have to love me. The siblings don't have to love me, but they do. And that's important. But mourning the loss of blood is hard. I was going somewhere with this. (laughs) I'm sorry. But yeah, like if you talk about your, like the shit that you've gone through with other people, because it does help. Like it might not be the exact same thing, but if, if someone has 
lost a family member it might like they they might have lost their mom like we'll 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 use the example in the book they lost like Glocky lost her mom and her aunt like with Triss like she's lost her family on a completely different way but there is still that ground and she's able to at least make Glocky feel a little better like maybe not but like it's easier to know when somebody is going through something similar. You said uh, emphasize, empathize with her. Yes. Well, I, I think it helps that Glocky doesn't know Tris very well to know that uh, Tris hasn't actually not lost, lost her mom or her family or anything like that. So Glocky feels like Tris can empathize with her a lot, not her not knowing what Tris has gone through in her life so I feel especially her being four as well and she probably feels like Tris knows exactly what she's going through yeah it might not be identical but like sometimes you just gotta talk about shit man <laughs> yeah yeah I love you I love you I think I think the uh, real magic here is tell somebody you love them yes also that <laughs> So right now, listener, go text somebody or tell somebody or call somebody and tell them you love them. We'll wait. We like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter 11 of Shatterglass. Heat, temper, magic, he didn't know, welled up in Kes until he thought it might burst. The courtyard houses were safe, particularly for Yaskadasi. There were hazards to performing on the streets, enough that those who could afford to do so and those who had gained some measure of fame thought it worthwhile to pay the monthly fees to those who operated the houses. Does he walk through walls? He cried, furious. Is he invisible? Inside the shop, two tall vases shattered. Everyone turned to stare at the pieces on the floor until Triss remarked, as sensibly as ever, the problem with bringing your magic under control is that it gets more powerful. If your control isn't perfect, she went into the shop and found the broom. We'll work on that today. And the globes, Keth said grimly. She sounded unmoved and level-headed, but Keth knew her a little better now. He could see the quiver at the corners of her mouth. She was as upset as he was. It startled him to realize that even though he knew she was upset, her braids remained where they were without movement without sparks. For the very first time, he wondered at the amount of emotional control it took for her hair not to give her feelings away. And the globes, agreed Triss as she swept up the glass. You said you have a fallback plan. When does it go into action? She asked Dama. Tomorrow night at the earliest, he replied, inspecting his honey cake as if he'd forgotten what it was for. The Aurorimati have to rearrange schedules. The women, some of them, have families to be looked after. At least mother isn't screaming over the expense. She knows how close I, we, are to disgrace. He took a bite of the cake, chewed as though he thought it were made of wood. I wish I could explain how maddening this is, he cried when he swallowed his bite. Nine times out of ten, no, better than that. Ninety-four times in a hundred, the victim knows her killer, his killer, whoever. We question the family, the neighbors, fellow workers, and usually it's one of them. But how do we handle a thing like this? We question those who knew the dead, who saw them before they were taken. 
but all the possibilities have turned to lead. We found no one who knew all the victims, no one at all, and no one who saw anyone suspicious around even two of the Askadasi. Carrying broken glass to the cullet barrel inside the door, Triss saw Prathmoon pick up the trash from Antino's house and carry it to his wagon in the alley. Have you questioned the Prathmuni? She asked, turning to Dema. Maybe they saw something. Of course, we've picked up and questioned a number of them already. Dema replied, suddenly uncomfortable as well as unhappy. Did they have anything to do with Kapik or the victims? Keth wanted to know. Dema shrugged. They're Kapik Prathmuni, and they haven't admitted anything so far. You're torturing them, Triss accused. That's how we handle Prathmuni, replied Dema. Everyone knows a Prathmoon lies as easily as he breathes. Since the Arurim Prathmuni bring them in anyway, it's easiest to go right to it. If you were Tharian, you wouldn't even ask about this. So you get the torture out of the way, whether there is reason to suspect the Prathmuni you arrest or not, Triss said angrily. That's how things are done here, replied Dema. Our ways aren't yours. Could we change the subject? It's not exactly a decent one, particularly in front of a child. He got to his feet, half of his honey cake still in one hand. If you create another globe today, we'll let you know, Keth said. Triss, Keth, and Glocky watched Dama trudge out of the courtyard. Only when he was well out of sight did Keth hear barbarians. She looked at Glocky and scowled. It's fine to talk about torture in front of a child, but God forbid we talk about the people who get tortured. When Glocky's eyes went wide with fright, Triss smiled crookedly. I'm not angry at you, she assured the little girl, not even a bit. Glocky relaxed slightly and returned to playing with her ragged doll. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. You can also help people find us by leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find all our episodes at our new home on ACAST. Shows.acast.com slash Reading Circle Temple. Shake it us. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you can join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. To find us on Twitter, tweet at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their art by following Yellow is for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic. And thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. Real quick, I just saw in the background of Goodwin's room, it says, word of the day, suffering. God, if that is not the truth right now. Right up there. Right up there. Frankly, that's Did been you... the word of the day for like three months, but... <laughs> what is this word of the day? It's the Coca-Cola word of the day. It's suffering. Yeah, uh, Allie's mom gave me like a it's like a letter board, got little ridges, you could put the letters on and off. And I'm like, what's a funny word I could put on there? <laughs> to say, you know, that Coca-Cola, it's the Coca-Cola word of the day. Funny Suff- word, suffering. 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 Oh, funny word. I think I might change it to despair next. I think that might be good. <laughs>
That would be a nice change. That's also a good funny word, you know? It is yeah, a good hilarious. Pain. Pain. <laughs> Pain. Disenfranchisement. That's also a funny word. God, I feel that. I feel that on a deep level, though. Yeah. I think I've felt that Send since I was... more words of the day. More words Email of the day. Email us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. If you email us or text us or ask me on Facebook, I'll fucking slap it on there. Doesn't matter what it is. I will make it fit. We'll shout it out in a future episode. And we'll post a picture on our Instagram. Yeah! Yeah, no Rachel, no, no Rachel slurs. No Rachel slurs. Don't talk bad about Rachel, how dare you? But you can talk bad about Cassie, that's fine. (laughs) Or Joey, talk bad about Joey. That was my uh, Animorphs reference of the day. Oh, I was going to say Ross. Ding, 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 ding. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.